You're listening to Built on Beavs, your weekly OSU Beavers podcast for fans and by fans. You can listen, subscribe, and share the show on your favorite podcast player and follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at Built on Beavs. And like the show on Facebook, just search Built on Beavs. You can also contact the BOB crew by sending an email to builtonbeavs at gmail.com. Ever thought about a lifestyle change or wanted to get some healthy recipes for dinner? Well, consider living life more wonderfully and check out A Blossoming Life for great ideas for life, dinner, and more. You can learn more about them at ablossominglife.com. That is ablossominglife.com. Now on to the next episode of Built on Beeves with your B.O.B. crew, Zeke, Nate, and Eric. Welcome to Built on Beeves. My name is Eric. I am joined by Zeke and Nate. Today's episode, we are going to be recapping the Beavers' loss in football to the Rainbow Warriors of Hawaii from this past weekend. And then we're going to preview their game this week against Cal Poly. And then we're going to do the rundown at the end. Fellas, welcome. You guys, what's, what's with the long faces? You know, I think the weather rightly... Um, explains how we're feeling. Mm-hmm. For those of you who don't know what the weather is now, it's rainy, cloudy, stormy. Would you call it officially fall here in Corvallis? I would. See, I love this weather. I'm not going to lie to you. When, when does the fall start? Is it August 21st or September 21st? I always feel like whenever the calendar says the season starts, it's like way late than it actually is. Isn't like summer officially start like in middle of June or something like yeah, that? It's it like a lot summer later starts June twenty first. That's the summer solstice. See, oh, okay. Do you know the winter solstice by heart? No. Is is there? There's only a summer and winter solstice, right? Yeah, from what I know, there's not like no fall, autumn solstice, or spring solstice. Zeke, we can usually count on you for knowing all the facts. Mm-hmm. You you guys got to hear this guy off air sometimes when it goes to history. And Especially to always be recording because he's always got stuff Did, to say. What were you spouting off last week after the show? The history about Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. You know a lot about Hawaii, so. Zeke's really excited because he. I just went there, and you're going there end of October, yep. right? Okay. He's got the music going. That he's learning the dances, mm-hmm. getting in the spirit. Yeah. If you don't follow us on Instagram at Built On Beeves, you'll get a preview of Zeke dancing. Apparently, his wife says that's a normal thing. So. It's true. Yes, it is true. I wish you were dancing with a Beaver's win. With I their trip to Hawaii, too. that's kind of, I think that would have been more fun if we were able to post that with the victory. So um, the, we'll get to the game in a second. As far as the actual experience, watch the game on Facebook. Very interesting doing that for the first time. I know Zeke had some technical issues figuring that out because <laughs> so he's not sh- on social media. Yeah, shout out to my wife. I'm Facebook illiterate and I didn't know how to get the game on. And What was your frustration level? Zero to ten. I would say about seven and a half, eight. Because you, you, you were close to giving up, right? For you, you I feel that. like that's a lot. Yeah, s- somewhat. Because I was just like, because it, it was trying to make me sign up for something to get my credit card number. And I'm what? like, what? <laughs> where were you going? <laughs> like I said, I'm Facebook illiterate. I didn't, I didn't know where I was at. <laughs> what are you? Sounds from? reasonable. Were you born in the forties? You, you don't know how to work a computer. Well, what I was like, it? I'm not giving my credit card number to watch the Beavers in Ohio. Facebook is not are you, happening. Are you like falling for spam? <laughs> what? 
There's no reason we were signing up for a business account on Facebook. I, I, I have <laughs> no your idea. Money to... Thank you, Kira. Oh, oh <laughs> yes, gosh. thank you. I can, for some reason, I can feel like you have like a bunch of fake profiles all set up that you don't even realize you set up. No. How, how late either. did you make it, Zeke? I made it to the second half. The I watched the, Oh, I'm sorry. I watched the first half. I made it to halftime. It was a late game. It was a very late game. I got to be at the Hayfleet's house. Nate hosted people over yes. there to watch the game. And we had a little theme going on. Had some pineapple, some dried some mango. Hawaiian bread. Nice. Oh, there was Hawaiian bread. Yeah, those Hawaiian oh, rolls. I don't think I had any of that. Yeah. I missed out. You know, I I enjoyed the Facebook experience, partially because it's free. I mean, you don't have to have a cable subscription. I mean, obviously, that is new, so getting figuring out how to get to it was slightly tricky. Mm-hmm. I never went to the route of having to get my credit card information, but <laughs> it definitely was. You had to search for it a little bit, but... I mean, it was pretty smooth sailing. I liked most of it. The telecast is its own thing. Oh, yeah. that's. I think it was pointed out later on that it was clearly a... It was a Hawaiian network spectrum. Yeah, And it was just Mountain West Mountain in West. general. Apparently that all the Mountain West games are on Facebook. So that, yeah. that got a little annoying. You could start telling that, okay, they're obviously biased. And then the weirdest part was... Uh, the announcer, the way they pronounce Jordan Shukare's last name, sounded like they were trolling him by calling yeah. him Shokare. But I don't know if that was the accent. It was. I, are you I mean, sure? I'm not 100%. It was an accent. And you know how hard it is to like, get it. We, we go through that problem here even with our own players. It's oh, like, no. I say all the names. It's right. like, uh, how do you really pronounce this? And, I mean, you can do your preparation and your homework behind it, but you're going to mispronounce a name and – when things are happening game time live action, it's hard to. I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a pass. I, I think he said it more than once. But with that being said, you guys don't see all the editing that Nate has to do with all the names I mispronounce. And <laughs> That's true. We yeah. There's some, a lot of laughs. That I, is for sure. Sometime someday we'll have a blooper reel, but not not Probably yet. Not. So. All that information is gone. All right, so let's recap the game. Beavers follow the Rainbow Warriors. 31 to 28. Beavers put up 28 in the first half, had a lead, but were shut out in the second half. And Hawaii was able to take a lead with 217 left in the game with a field goal and held it from there. Fellas, um, I thought there was a. I think we begin by saying there are plenty of opportunities for the Beavers to win this game, and you you kind of feel like you let one slip away. I. Well. I went to sleep thinking that I was going to wake up to see a W. I really thought that. I'm like, the way they came out in that first half, there is no way Hawaii can win this game. I woke up to disappointment. I'm with you on that because watching that first half, once we took a lead, I didn't think we were going to look back. I thought that was our game. I was, Nate could probably tell you because he was watching the game with me. I was pretty lively and having fun because I really – I honestly thought the game was over. I, I, I don't know why it was in my head, but I just thought this is our game. Like we are going to win. Like it's not that we're going to blow them out from here, but it felt like this was our game to win. Yeah. We both kind of looked at each other and had that look of like, okay. And it's obviously this season's early, but I would even say in a while, like that's the most comfortable I felt watching a Beavers team and feeling like, Oh, you know what? They are, they're coming out and, 
I'm confident. I'm confident with how they're playing. They're going to take this one. It just felt like that game. And then there's, but I will admit there's still that thing lingering in the back feeling like, but is this too good to be true? Are they going to, what's going to, and I remember we talked about that, Eric, like, yeah, this is all good now. This is all good now, but second half, that's where we've historically had trouble. And, you know, I don't like feeling that, but there is that sense of, is it going to be another one of those games that we kind of come out second half really slow play or kind of like stale. And I kept, I joke with you, Eric, cause I'm like, Oh, we get ball second half, you know? So that was a good, I was thinking, you know, and, and obviously Hawaii scored late first half two to bring it to a one possession game, but it's still like, Oh, we're comfortable one possession. We'll get ball second half. The way we were rolling offensively the first half, it's like, Oh, we're going to go down the field easily score again. And, you know, both teams kind of came out stale second half. And then it just was like, okay, just nothing was working. And offensively in the first half, it, it was looking good, especially on the ground. Uh, Jamar Jefferson finished he, 30, 31 carries, 183 for TD. As a team on the ground, 263 yards rushing, as opposed to Hawaii, who only had 67 yards rushing. Yeah. That dynamic duo, because you see Artavis Pierce come in and he breaks two touchdowns, you know, and that backfield, that, that one-two punch, is just, it's a force to, you know, be reckoned with. And we got to see signs of that, and that's what we want to see. And then just Jonathan Smith kind of touched it. Second half, the blocking for our line, that run blocking just wasn't the same it was the first half. And a lot of dumb penalties. Obviously, if you've watched that game, it... It's kind of uncharacteristic, it felt like, for a Beaver team with the fights breaking off and the punches thrown. And as Jonathan Smith said, and, and Gus Lavaca came out saying, like, it's, it's embarrassing that that stuff happens. But it's emotional. That Football's a game of emotion. Yeah, it's true. The thing I don't understand is, yes, they've historically been horrible at closing. Perfect example a couple of years ago is them versus Stanford. They were ready to upset Stanford, a ranked team, you know, and then at the, end of the, at the end of the game, it was just our possession. We fumbled the ball. We end up giving to them. They score. They win. And the second half has always troubled me when it came comes to Oregon State because I'm scared of how they could finish. Now, I was most scared about the defense in this game because I know that Hawaii have um, a good error out offense. But we actually had turnovers. Yeah. The turnover chain came out. It, we, and we talked about it. We knew Hawaii was going to give the ball away. But we earned it, too. We and did. Prop, we did. props to the defense. I mean, they tried keeping us in this game. And, you know, obviously there's – I mean, there's still young guys, too. And so there's a couple deep balls that they kind of burnt us on. But overall, the defense did a good job forcing pressure, um, just getting turnovers and – allowing plenty of opportunities for the offense to, you know, go out and score and win that game, especially the second half. And I mean, penalties and just Luton kind of started to miss passes and just the, you could tell offense was just not clicking. And ultimately that's what ended up putting us under. But I mean, even Hawaii, it kind of felt like, I mean, they were trying to lose the game almost with the, Field goal kicks. The kicker makes three field goal kicks, and they, most they games, giving him the most games. If you're seeing that, you're like, oh well, we're gonna win. We have mm-hmm. to win the game if that's what's happening. And 
yet we just didn't capitalize. And you can't expect to win a football game if you don't score any points in half. You're not going to win a game. It's just not going to happen. And with that second half, too, yes, the defense, I mean, I'll push back a little bit. I mean, the defense did play better. They still gave up over 400 yards over the air. So I don't want to just say the defense like had a perfect game. True. But they give they gave the team opportunities to win when your offense puts up zero in a second half. But that's and that's not what we're expecting though. I mean, especially with a, a team like this, when you come from a historically bad defense last year, ranked like historically bad. You don't expect the next year, like, oh, now they're top even 50 to 100 defense. So you're not looking at this team to just all of a sudden flip a switch and they're perfect and, you know, limiting yards to a certain amount. But what they did was plenty to allow this team to win the game. So, okay, if you're you're using the perspective argument with it, with where we were at and what, what was going on in this game. And even from last week. Well, okay, so also... To encourage it, I, I think um, what did I talk about last week? To give myself credit, everyone knows like I like to do that. A bend don't break defense. That's what we had this past Saturday into the early morning. Well, really, what hurt us was those deep balls. That's where they got most of their points on us. Those touchdowns were the ones that just burned you gotta give us them deep. credit though too on some of them. I mean, some of them were pretty phenomenal. Yeah, it was and they had some athletes. of the broken coverage. Yeah, yeah, they they definitely did, and. You know, we held them from getting not getting into the end zone. And thank goodness they missed a lot of kicks. Otherwise, the game would have been a little more, not out of hand, but a little more out of reach. But really, it was a tale of two halves, especially when you're looking at it offensively. And yeah, I'm not sure what happened in the second half. Something just wasn't clicking with Luton. He struggled. And it's brought up now, okay, do you make a change at quarterback or not? And that's kind of being talked about. Um, Smith is confirmed. He's going with Luton. But it does make you think, should a change happen? And if you're going to make a change, you would have to. Pro- I would say you'd probably want to do it for the Cal Poly game if you're going to. Um, I'm not sure I'm quite ready yet. If you talk to me Saturday night, I was ready. Yeah. I, I think... Uh the Cal Poly game would be a perfect example for that. I would say you give both quarterbacks a half or you let them trade off quarters and see who does better, see who performs better. Yeah, and I think that that would be good. Obviously, you know, and and personally, I grew up playing sports, so on the athletic side, being an athlete, it's you love kind of having coaches like Jonathan Smith who's not going to be so quick to just – throw you out, throw you away, you know, like, oh, I have, a fan. I have a bad game and, yeah. you know, all of a sudden I'm tossed like nothing. And so I get that side of it. As a fan, it can be easier to see like, okay, Luton, six year, I mean, not to be harsh, but you're done. I mean, there's not much, I mean, you're at the tail end of your career here, at least collegiately, whereas you have Jebia, who's kind of your future. Why not now? give him the reins, let him develop and grow this season, get that experience that he's going to need. It's going to help boost him into next year. So you see both sides of that. And, you know, I'm, I'm with you. Like, yeah, emotionally during some of those plays, is like, okay, oh, I'm ready. You were, you were ready in the game. I was. I will admit that. But calming down off the emotion, I yeah. can see that more like, you know, yeah, that's not fair to necessarily just, okay, you're gone. 
you know, I'm glad Luton's still the guy and you got to have grace for some of those things to happen. Just mistakes happen. Drop. He had drop passes too. Yeah. Give him the first half. And if they come out, destroy Cal Poly first half, then yeah, give it to Jevia the second half and let him get some experience. So the Beavers fall to 0-2. And, and next up is Cal Poly. So let's take a break. We're going to preview that matchup. We're also going to go behind the mask to learn a little bit more about that Cal Poly mascot. You're listening to Built on Bees. With fall approaching, what comes to my mind of a nice day is sitting by the fire with my recliner kicked out, reading a book with my coffee mug sitting on my nice coffee table sitting beside me. Let me tell you who will make you one of those nice coffee tables. You go on over to aretewoodworking.com. Look at some of his designs, some of the products he's made. Go follow his Instagram at Arete Woodworking. You will not be disappointed. It makes quality products with excellence in mind. Welcome back to Built on Beavs. It is time to talk about the next matchup for the Beavers football team against Cal Poly, the FCS school out of the big sky. But before we get into that, an uncommon opponent, which means an uncommon mascot, which means Nate, did some detective work and is going to go behind the mask and let us know a little bit about Cal Poly's mascot. And you really, you know, enlightened us last week with the Rainbow Warriors. We went into the history, the tradition of Hawaii. But now we got to know about Cal Poly and what is Poly even? Oh, I didn't know I was supposed to do that, you know? Well, that was on Zeke. I told <laughs> okay. him to do it. Polytechnic. There we go. What's that mean again? Uh, what I'm is not that? sure. <laughs> Just something technical. Something. People smarter than me, I can tell you that. You know, we try to inform you guys here when you come listen to our show, get you some knowledge. And part of my job is getting you knowledge on the mascots. You know, last week we didn't have a traditional, actual masked mascot, but this week I'm going to kind of substitute that and give you a little extra with a a masked mascot and a live mascot, a little dual combination so first going to the mask the behind the mask of musty the mustang musty sounds not like musky smells fabulous oh not yes. mu- musky musty musty okay musty mm. probably still smells musky yeah so what is musky cal poly established in 1901 did not have a mascot until 1925 when the San Luis Obispo Elks Club donated a large silk, green, and gold flag. That was nice of the Elks Club. It is. Yes. Because it was customary to have an emblem on the school flag, Cal Poly students had to decide between two competing mascots, the Mustang or the Mule. They went with the right choice. Yes. So as you could rightfully assume. (laughs) Nothing exciting about a Mule. The Mustang won the majority vote and has continued to be. Did they have the numbers on that? I, you know, was it a hundred percent of the vote? <laughs> I don't think was so. there a recount. I don't think so. Um, it wasn't until June of 1953 that Cal Poly received a physical representation of the Mustang. The first mascot suit donated by the Cal Poly Circle K looked quite different than what we know today. Wait, hold on. Circle so K, like the gas station? 
What I miss? You know, I think so. I don't know. Let's see. What's the Circle K? Uh, Interesting fact about Circle K. Wait, oh, why there we go, Zeke. Here's the point. There we Not go. a sponsor. Interesting fact. <laughs> there's no more left in the city of Corvallis. They all have yeah. turned to 7-Elevens. And I'm even not mad about that. Yeah, even in Southtown. I See, am mad about that because those Polar Pops for like 80-something <laughs> cents is where it's at. Okay. Before we get back to the Mustang, I got something to tell you about that. So I'm all about big sodas, but the Big Gulp is better than a Polar Pop. Okay. No. Now, when we lived in because a different state. Because styrofoam cups are better than those okay. big gulps. Just saying for a big gulp and a hot dog, it's $1.99. Just saying. Look, I don't this know if is, there's a polar you're, you're, pop deal. It's just amazing how going you know away the from price the, of that. Behind the mask. Well, oh, well, hold on. Southtown has very limited options. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> they get a lot of my money. Go ahead with the Mustang. Well, that's mainly the tradition behind the masked musty the mustang he's gone through his share of um <laughs> growth and what the mascot looks like How, so at what least are your thoughts on he's not now? like oski from cal that just needs a upgrade a makeover yeah yeah but that's neither here nor there yeah. um we've we've burned him many times already but nothing i will say there's not much as magnificent than seeing a horse run and trot down the field. I'll give them that. Um, so they also have a live Mustang mascot named wow. Chase. And the name that I think that started in 2014. And it honors the name honors a pivotal figure in Cal Poly history, Margaret Chase. University's second president, the only woman to hold that position. Oh. So she served in a like as an interim for a year. Um, during the time she served, they were, the university was kind of going through a time of fiscal austerity and intense scrutiny of the school's educational mission. She provided a sense of continuity and optimism that buoyed the faculty and students through a difficult transition. So they named the Live Mustang after her. That's cool. So that's pretty cool. You get kind of that dual combo of live mascot and masked mascot. Yeah, yeah. a little polytechnic. I doubt we're going to see that live one running through Reeser this Saturday, but... I doubt it, too. Does the masked one ever ride the real one? You know, you're asking a little too much. I I doubt it. You got to have a professional riding that thing, okay? That's true. Have you guys ever ridden a horse? Yes. I have not. Really? I, I love want horses. To, but I haven't. I grew up in the city. Not many people riding horses in the city. <laughs> what are you talking about? They're on the streets riding horses. Love Just horses. Just got to pay that for it. That is true. You, you're right. <laughs> Those carriage rides are very expensive. And very romantic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, you don't want to be on that with a couple, with a big group of buddies. You know, it's yeah, kind of more true. of a romantic thing. Yeah, that's true. Um, so let's, let's preview this game. Well, let's do it. So. This Saturday at Reeser Stadium, Cal Poly comes in, 1.15 p.m. kickoff. You can also watch the game on Pac-12 Network as well. So this is the first time these two opponents have ever met each other. Last time uh, the Beavers played a Big West opponent was Southern Utah, um, in which they won 48-25. So initial thoughts on the game, fellas. What are you thinking? 
What do you it, think about this Cal Poly team? What do you think about the Beavers? I mean, you can't underestimate the Cal Poly just because of their name. I mean, it, it don't sound very aggressive, Cal Poly I'm sorry. But anywho, I think we're going to easily win. I, okay. I really don't think it's Wow, we're going tough. in predictions already, huh? I am. I am. <laughs> we know Zeke's going to pick a win because he picks a win by the viewer every week. So I A little, little update on the records here. Zeke is 0-2 on his predictions. So. And what am I sitting at? Nate's sitting at 2-0. I'm sitting at 1-1. One one. So, okay. um, You know, I'm not going to fully give my prediction. I would say most people are safely saying this is a win. It does feel a little different, a different kind of mood going into this game as opposed to if we would have gotten that win at Hawaii. I, they, it's either got to go two ways. We're going to see what this team really, how they respond from that game against Hawaii. If they're just going to come out and they could just kind of remain stale and kind of keep their heads down from losing that Hawaii game, or they're going to come out and say, you know what, it's another week, it's another start to this new year. If they come out against Cal Poly and really work on their craft and come out with a dominating win, they have a bye the next week, and then they face Stanford going out of that. And so that can easily change the swing of a season. Obviously, it's not the start we wanted nor hoped for going 0-2, especially with the devastating loss like we did last week when it was a very winnable game and some would say should have won that game. It can change in two weeks depending on how this game goes. I mean, like I said, I don't think you're scared about losing per se, but it's how what's it going to look like in the game, in the win. Yeah, I, I will say some of the buzz is kind of out. Um I feel like you wouldn't if you won that Hawaii game. You're sitting at one and one. There's kind of that excitement, like okay, Cal Poly's coming in. So, you know, we're most most fan base is thinking, okay, we're going in the Pac-12 play two and one. Plus, we have the bye week. So, I, I yeah, there is some kind of energy lost. Like me personally, and I'm doing this podcast. I'm wearing a Beavers hat. I like the Beavers. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to this game. I really don't have an interest to to be going, and then that shouldn't deflate you listeners to go. That doesn't look good. But but I'm just can't I be real with how I feel? That's true. To, to me, I I first of all going to watch an FCS. But you're going to watch it. I am going to watch it. Yeah, I am watching the game just for me to go watch. Usually, when I watch these FCF schools and go to the, they're just. The energy's never great. It's not a lot. I, I just don't really have that good of a time going to watch a bigger school play an FCS school. So that for me personally, the energy's not there for me to actually go to the game. So that that's where I'm at. So sometimes it just feels like a big high school game, like where there's this obviously better high school team versus this not so good high school team. You know? Yeah, and you know plus trickling of students are starting to come back so that that might help a little bit but you know it's an afternoon kickoff and that's just kind of where i'm at with that so kind of feels like the end of the preseason you know where it's just yeah if students aren't fully back i expect that stanford game i know i don't want to preview too much obviously into that but that's going to be where i think we start to see the attendance bump a little bit i it, it makes me wonder what the turnout's gonna be for this game you know, it's an early afternoon game and 
coming off a hard loss like that. I wonder what that's going to do to fans kind of like you touched on. I wonder how many are in that kind of situation where it's like, okay, well, because you really have to spend go? money to go to the game. And it's, yeah, I, I mean, for some people it's like, yeah, it's early afternoon. I, that's kind of prime time to do other things. So I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I'm, I imagine the turnout's probably not going to be great there this Saturday, but I could be wrong. I think definitely if they were coming in 2-0, that would change my perspective. That's I would true. probably want to be there because it's like, okay, we're on the midst of an undefeated non-conference thing here. So <laughs> what, let's what do, do you, it. What do you guys think the offense is going to look like and how many points do you think we're going to put up? Offensively, I'm a bit – I know what we can do and the potential we do have because we've seen it. Mm-hmm. I'm a little worried that there's going to be some layover from this Hawaii loss. I really am. And I'm, I'm, I'm worried about what the confidence level is going to be on the offense. I don't know what they're going to look like. I know what they're capable of, mm-hmm. but I'm not a hundred percent sure. We're going to see that same offense we saw in the beginning of the first half against Hawaii or what we saw against Oklahoma state. Okay. At least through the air. Okay. I do think we're going to see a lot of touches for, um, Pierce and Jefferson, though. I say yeah. 48 points for the game. Yeah, I actually disagree with you, Eric. I think they're going to come out with a chip on their shoulder, you know, and it's going to be that game where I think they're just going to rub Cal Poly's face in the dirt in that game where you, just, you push him down and you don't lay off, you don't let off the gas. And I think it's going to be a statement when, kind of saying we're not done, we're not – we're not going to turn over. We're not going to fold. But here, let's come out with a convincing win that we like. We've kind of touched on before. Haven't seen the last few years against an FCS opponent where it's just like, oh yeah, we handed it to them. Mm-hmm. It's been a little too close. But I think this is a game they're going to come out and hand it to an FCS opponent, and it's going to spur them on to the bye week, kind of get healthy again a little bit with some of those people on the brink with injuries and they're going to respond after that and come face Stanford. However, I should, I should go into this now that I touched on injuries, give a little injury report. Do we yeah. Want to hear I that? mean, some of that would have been, yeah. It came from the Hawaii game. So yeah, there's some layover from that. So yeah, go ahead and go over the injuries. I mean, a devastating one is linebacker Addison Gums out for the season with a torn ACL. And I even remember touching on that, seeing him walk off. I was like, oh, I bet that's an ACL. I mean, he's still kind of walking, but it's like even with those injuries, you are you can still kind of move, but you could tell by his mannerisms he was not feeling it. Linebacker Matthew Tago had a knee injury. It doesn't look as serious, but it will be out probably for several weeks. Safety Davis Moore, David Morris um has been dealing with some soreness in his foot don't know he's kind of day-to-day center nathan eldridge ankle sprain out for a few weeks safety jalen morris getting close to coming back but still has a little bit of an injury um cornerback jeffrey manning jr undisclosed injury and so it's still that kind of injury bug plaguing this team a little bit that hurts that's that that's the one thing you definitely you you don't want to see that especially when your season can end because of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that hurts. And that yeah, I I wonder what how that affects the mood of the team. 
What were you going to say in response? It seemed like you wanted to say something when I was saying they're going to dominate Cal Poly. I'll wait. I'll wait to give my prediction on that. But I I do want to get to before we get go there. uh, We do have uh, a listener question I want to get to because I think it really ties in with the game. So Mm -hmm. we did have a listener ask us, what will Jonathan Smith be working on this week in practice to help beat Cal Poly? Thank you for the question, listener. It's interesting because Cal Poly is that kind of, I think, triple option type offense that, as Jonathan Smith kind of touched upon in his press conference, you don't see that very often. So while you're not necessarily threatened by this Cal Poly team coming in, you have to be kind of alert to this system. This He has said he has a lot of respect for this coach and what they can do. So I, I think he's reminding his team more like guys don't just take this lightly train this week like you're playing Oklahoma State and those bigger guys and come out with that same energy and excitement and expectancy to win like you would against those teams just from what I've seen and know about Jonathan Smith I can see him really preaching to the players not to let up and not to give up It's it's still the beginning of the season you know, they, they still have a lot to go in figuring out who they are as a team. They still have a lot to go to figure out who they are as a program. So I think it's very important for um, them and Jonathan Smith to really press on them. Hey, this is like any other game. We're not going to underestimate them. And I think Jonathan Smith really is going to preach that to the team. And I hope that they come out guns blazing and then they keep it up and they don't let up. I, I think he's going to focus on the stuff that they did well and encourage them and remind them of that. So I think you're going to see a lot of praises from what they could, what they were able to do on the ground in this game offensively. So I think he's going to definitely touch on that. And I think he's probably going to encourage Luton a little bit, um, explain the things that he really did well, because there are things Luton did well in that game. Um, but, you know, like we talked about, felt a little off there in the second half. And I think he's definitely going to praise the defensive performance and how the defense really gave them opportunities to win that last game. So I think he's really going to hit on the stuff they did well. And then kind of like what you said, Nate, really understanding the opponent they're playing and really probably focusing on stopping the run and how to see what's happening and make sure that um, players are in their positions or understanding what that Cal Poly offense is doing when they're in motion, when they're moving around, making sure they know their positions and where they have to be and when. So I think there's going to be a lot of discipline into that and preaching that this week. Um, Let's go ahead, um, get into predictions here. I I think um, two out of the three of us already said it in a way, but let's go around the room anyway because this is the official one. Okay. So, um, Nate, we'll start with you. I am going to... Take my predictions. I'm going to be three and zero after this week. Like I said, I think Beef's come out and just step on, slam on that gas pedal, and don't let up. They're going to dominate Cal Poly, and they're going to come out with a convincing win. And it's going to change the course of the season. Well, everybody know how I already feel. I believe we go to. <laughs> I believe we go to. A- Win a game, and I don't think it's going to be close either. And I think one of the things about it is that this could be that turning point for them. They need to know how it feels to win. And I think with this win, this could really help them get that motivation to go forward. Did you guys see 
you heard about the game this past weekend, Michigan against Army. Army on the road playing Michigan. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Army's offense runs a similar offense of Cal Poly. And Michigan was not ready for it. But that's We're Army. not prepared for it. Excuse me. It's my time. <laughs> okay. Okay. I do not have a good feeling about this game. I don't have a good taste in my mouth about Cal Poly coming in here and the Beavers just dominating and doing whatever they want with this team. I think that Hawaii loss is going to linger a little bit. I really do. I th- I am actually am picking Cal Poly to win this game. What? Oh, oh my, my goodness. I I I, wow. I really I I don't have a good feeling about the game. And to win? Yeah. I could understand if you said, "Oh, it's going to be tight another but to win Cal Poly Technic Wow. The Musty Mustangs. You're going to have some people against you From on this St. show. From St. Louis Obispo, California. St. No, Louis Obispo, Cali. not St. Louis. <laughs> not in Missouri. I'm from the Midwest, Ma- I'm sorry. Missouri. <laughs> Missouri. Missouri. Yeah, and I'm wow. I'm just being I'm just being 100. Well, you're wrong. I'm, I'm only going to be 100 on this show. I that So that means I'm going to go even further in my range of my record of picks because you're going to 1 and 2. You're going to be at 1 and 2, and I'm going to be sitting at 3 and 0. Oh. I, I think the way you guys are talking that for the Beavers, just they should not feel like they can just run over anybody because they haven't proven that they're at that level yet to just do that. I don't think that. they're going to feel like they are. I think they just are going to. Yeah. Based I don't off, think they're going ba- cocky. Based off what? You gave me no statistics. My or, feeling, or just back- like you, my gut feeling. <laughs> I, I'm going with more than a feeling. No, I'm you're t- not. Yes, I am. Just like the song, more than a feeling. <laughs> I'm going I'm off. You. I'm going off. The Beavers are not going to have another offense that they play like this all season long. Their biggest. It's okay. The, the, They're going to 20, 21 on point victory at least. Their biggest struggle has been stopping the run. Wrong or right? Yes. Have they struggled against the but run? But that's more so a ground and pound run. This is a fancy trickery option run, and they're going to take care of business. And that's where I disagree. Tim Tibisar. You know what, He's gentlemen? coming out. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. They're improving. This is a statement win. They're dominating. Cal Poly ain't scoring more than 14. Oh, my. Okay. I'm getting too fired up, Zeke. What, you got something to say? You got to break it up? I, I was going to say, gentlemen, we all would know this Saturday, 115. That's a very PC answer. Okay. We're going to take a break. When we get back, we oh, are going to Everyone eat. send us an email of how much ignorance is eric's way <laughs> send us an email or, or you can or you can talk Shout to us, us on out. social media too. yeah show okay. Some, okay we're gonna take a break when we get back we are gonna do the rundown you're listening to built on bees guys there's nothing like watching college football with the rain in the background and, and the comforts of your nice cozy home if you guys are looking to buy your first home or you just have questions about the home buying process, go on over to impactrealestate.com and the team of Derek and Tamara Manasco would love to help you out with any needs or questions you may have. Like I said, go to Impact Real Estate. That's the letter M, pactrealestate.com. Go follow them on Instagram at Impact Real Estate or give them a call at 541-231-2157. Welcome back to Built on Beeves. After our last segment, I have totally calmed down and no longer angry with Nate. 
Oh, Zeke broke it up. We had some counseling. Um, <laughs> they still work. called me ridiculous. But yes, yeah, yeah, we're moving on because they're they're totally normal. I'm the only one that's ridiculous. So, okay, let's get into the rundown where we the take rundown. a look. Rundown. Rundown. Very good. Where we look at other headlines in Beaver Athletics. Zeke, get us started. All right, I'm going to start off with the women's soccer. The Beavers score a 3-0 victory over UC David. And, I mean, they are doing great this year. Davis. Yep, okay, I'm, I know I'm be messing up. Oh, man, <laughs> your names with colleges just aren't It is those California today, schools, you know? man. I'm telling you. I have no respect for them. UC David. Just, just one. UC David. One player. <laughs> but when they played Davis, that's when it got competitive. a little competitive. <laughs> <laughs> losing my All words. Right, run down, you know. All right. So the so the Oregon State women's soccer team is off to the best start since 2010 after capturing the three year old victory over UC Davis on Sunday afternoon for the Beavers' fifth straight win. Let's go. It's a solid performance. I believe the women soccer team is going to do a great job. And if you want to see them, the next time they are in Corvallis, tell us is on September 19th. That's a Thursday against the Idaho Vandals. Go ahead and look at purchasing those tickets. They're about forty-six dollars. Forty-six dollars. <laughs> no, four two six. Again, my pronunciation. Hey, to be fair, Zeke, on a win streak. To be fair, at one point I said those games were free on the air. So I mean, that was when the show first started. So we still don't know if anyone tried to pull that off. So. <laughs> like Eric will be on the built on beast. Told me it was free. Yeah, yeah. Like, who's that? <laughs> yeah, it's built on beast. Uh, their, their next game is actually Thursday, September 12th. That's in Houston, Texas against Houston. And then after that, they're going to continue their route through Texas. And also in Houston, they're going to be playing the University of Rice. <laughs> what? It's a real university. I know it right? is. I know. We got to move on. Go, Nate. Look, I all can't. I'm saying is it's nice to hear some wins rolling. You know what I'm saying? That's true. Too soon, but, but honestly, from it's where nice that, to hear some wins. Where that team was last year. To what they're doing right they're now, quick it. turnaround in yes. one year with a new coach. Really exciting. Let me keep that win streak going here with the guys team. We're going on the guys' side of the field with soccer. We have them coming off a 2-0 win over Davidson this last Friday evening. We have Coladay, Saladin, and Adrian Crespo both scoring that game with Saladin netting his first career goal. So during that game... We had, like I said, Saladin scored in the 64th minute. Crespo scored. <laughs> They're laughing while I'm talking. I'm sorry, guys. Crespo, sc- <laughs> Crespo scored in the 88th minute. They don't even. I'm with you, listeners. All right. Oregon State had 24 shots, with seven being on target. <laughs> I really have no idea what they're doing. A little bit about. <laughs> Keep going, Nate. Pre- <laughs> previewing a little bit into the. <laughs> I'm trying okay. to stay strong, guys. Okay. I really am. I'm sorry. Previewing into let me, to the, let me, the future go here. Go no, I got this. I got this. All right. Let me get back to their schedule here. So right now the boys are sitting two and one, coming off that win against Davidson two and zero. We have them playing 
actually tonight as we are doing this podcast, so I can't give you a live update, but they're playing Pacific right now. So shout out if you're there. Their next game comes this Thursday at Grand Canyon and then followed by a Sunday game here in Corvallis against Santa Barbara at 7 o'clock p.m. And again, tickets for that range from $4 to 6 not 46 Guys, what were you laughing at? I'm, I'm losing it on the rice. I, I can't. <laughs> I can't. That came out of nowhere. Well, okay. I, I think I, Zeke was trying to get a reaction out of me, I think. The way he said it, the way he looked at me, you were trying to get a reaction. You got to remember, this guy thinks every school sounds like a food. So now he got one that actually is. <laughs> What are you going to say about it, you know? so Guys, props to me for keeping that going. That is true. I know. Barely. Was, I, I completely lost myself there. Okay, women's volleyball. So they started the season um, 3-0. and They Last time we gave an update on them. Um, and then they had the Hoosier invite over in Bloomington, Indiana. So they had three matches there. They, they lost their first two, the first one against Oklahoma and the other one against Indiana. But they salvaged last game, beating Yale um, three sets to one. So they won that match. So coming up for them, they have the Red Hawk Invitational, um, which is going to be up in Seattle, Washington. So they have matches this Friday and Saturday. So this Friday, they got uh, New Mexico. And then this Saturday, they have Gonzaga. So that's another one of Zeke's schools, Gonzaga Cheese. Gonzaga Um, Cheese. Yes, yeah, that's an old episode. Don't get them started again, man. We won't. We won't. And then they're also playing Seattle, which um, they are actually hosting the tournament. So, um, you know, so right now they're sitting at 3-2. and two. They had that, you know, oh, well, did I say 3-0 and start? I'm sorry. They started the season 2-0. So um, now they're sitting at 3-2, and two, and um, they are getting some performances for sure out of players on their team, um, especially, uh, let me get the name, the freshman right now. Uh, Cecilia Max Brown really playing well for them. Um, she recorded a, a career best 21 kills and led the Beavers in double figures in Oregon State's four set win in Yale nice. Friday evening. So, um, yeah, a freshman big contributor to this team. And just like the women's soccer team, they're having a big turnaround already from last season. So, they're definitely on a path in the right direction. It's good to hear the where Beaver Sports is going. And to continue that, we're going to go to women's cross country. And on September 7th, they captured the Viking Rust Buster title. That was Whoa. up in Portland, Oregon. And eight Beavers finished in the top 10. What? When the, yes. Eight of them. That's like the whole top 10. Yeah, it is. Minus two. 80%. Wow. So we finished in the top 10 for the second consecutive year. Go Beavs. Go Beavs. Uh, to be honest with you, I don't know how you could go and watch Women's Cross Country or what their next event is. I'm really unsure in that. <laughs> so, more information. Check the official athletic website. Not a sponsor. I do wonder how you actually watch that. You do you probably just pick a spot somewhere on the track. You just right? run with them, you know. Oh. So so let let me rephrase. I, I don't know how you watch it, but the the next I don't know what do you call it match tournament meet meet meet, meet. There we go. See, I only know that because I was a swimmer. Food. So okay, we call it meets too. Okay, so the next meet is on September 20th at Sundowner. It's called the Sundowner Invitational. That sounds depressing. And it's at, <laughs> it's, at it's in Mammoth. And then September 28th, they go 
to the Dellinger invite in Springfield, Oregon. Then it's against the Charles Bowles invite. <laughs> That's what it says. That cannot man. be how it's pronounced. That's it says Charles Bowles. Let me read that. It's Salem, Morgan. Let me see it. Let me do the pronunciation. Um, Charles Bowles. I think I think I think Zeke said Bowles. Charles it, Bowles. It's Bowles, man. That's bowels. It's not like bowels. I just no. want to go on. I want to tell everybody that you know I did win a. I didn't win a 5K, but I did finish 13th in the Corvallis 5K. So if anyone wants to know, no one can actually run a little bit. Good job. Okay. To be fair. Okay, never mind. It doesn't even matter. I just know <laughs> that between me and two other friends, they were all at it with one another kind of being competitive with one another and then i was like chopped liver they didn't even care about me like i didn't even matter and then i beat both of them so awesome. i feel pretty good about it so yeah. um just like i'm going to beat you two this week with my prediction for cal poly okay that's never so, happening never. uh for zeke for nate i'm eric Sorry, guys thanks for listening we are built on beefs